Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, the title of my talk today is The Art of the Pivot. The art, why are you laughing? (laughs) We've been pivoting a lot. (laughs) And that's why it's turned into an art form. The art of the pivot. So I have a question for you this morning, which is, how many of you have had to pivot in your life at some point? Right? Okay. Everyone has had to pivot at some point or another, yes? Kathy, how have you had to pivot? Well, pivoting, calm desert. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, there, there is the current pivot. There's the current pivot that we're all going through. Yes. Dave, what about you? How have you pivoted in your life? Like, can you think, what'd you say? I thought you just said, God damn. <laughs> Every week there's something to pivot. There's something to change. Okay, good. Living is changing constantly. Right. Pivot. So I want to tell you my little little story. Some of you know it with Reverend Rita with Pivot. Reverend Rita was in charge of our labyrinth walks, and she she kept doing different things every time we did a labyrinth walk. There were all these new nuances and new things. So I showed up one night to the labyrinth walk in NoHo, and. Rita was so excited, she goes, I put cards out. So as you walk the labyrinth, just remember, Suzanne, just pick a card and it'll give you information. I was like, okay. So I'm walking, I'm picking up cards, power, love. And I pick up this card and it says pivot. And I'm like, pivot? Pivot? What's inspirational about pivot? She's lost her mind. Pivot. I was like, pivot? Like what, pivot? And as I turned, we were doing this outdoors, by the way. As I turned... I saw the most magnificent sky that I would not have seen if I'd kept walking or if I'd have just stopped. And that's what she meant. Pivot. Turn your attention. Turn it around. Or as you just sang, free to turn it around. But let me show you some of the definitions of pivot. Go ahead, Thor. Oh, I've got my own thing, don't I? <laughs> Thor's probably up there going, I bought you a clicker. So pivot. As a noun... The central point, pin, or shaft on which a mechanism (laughs) turns or oscillates, okay? So that's one concept of a pivot, and I am going to use that. Just that's something that is concretized right here that everything revolves around. Sound familiar? No. Okay, I'll make it make sense. And pivot as a verb to turn on or as if on a pivot. So in other words, as a verb, it's your turning on that pivot, on the noun pivot. But because I am such an athlete, I wanted to go to basketball. You know, I was the ball boy for the 76ers. So basketball, I do understand. I I don't play it well, but I understand it. So stepping with one foot while keeping the other foot at its point of contact with the floor. So in basketball, that's like you've got the ball, right? So you're like, you're looking to, that's my best basketball move I could give you. And you're holding the ball, just trying to keep it from anybody else. I could do it. Well, you do pivot. You definitely do pivots at dance, but I wanted to go from my more butch side today. Yeah. Or I could show you all that, you know. So I just want you to understand what pivot means 
before we move into how I mean it. You know, we are pivoting, as Dave said, we're changing all the time. Things are happening all the time. And as Kevin made a joke of, he, you know, we're tired of pivoting. <laughs> you know, we've pivoted a lot. But you know what? When I really was looking this up, and I, when, when Amy sent me the song she wanted to sing, I'm free to turn it around. And what Eric just said up here so beautifully, you know, that you can turn anything around if you're willing to use your mental acumen to do it if you're willing to use consciousness, your true consciousness, in order to do it. Because it's the, the only thing that's going to change anything in your life is consciousness. That's it. So we must constantly be pivoting in order to constantly fall into, dive into, realize, bubble up the consciousness that we need for any given particular moment. So today is the Oscars. Is anyone here nominated? Joe, you're nominated? What was it? <laughs> there's, not an award, there's not a category for that, but good. You know what? The only place it matters is in your mind. Exactly. Um, we do have a friend who's nominated for an Oscar tonight, and she's kind of a uh, she's kind of one of the um, uh, front runners. Every, I keep, you know, I, I always go on to look who's going to win, who's going to what are the what are the odds? What are the odds? And she's been like the number one in a number of the odds. So I'm excited to watch her tonight. Um, she has a short. I can't say what the name of the short is because it's a little um, racy, um, but but yeah, it's it's it, it's about it's like the the it's, short. it's an animated short, and it's called My Year of Richards. <laughs> Just imagine, y'all got it now. That's the name of the movie. It's except it's not Richards. It's yeah. So um, yeah, and but it's a beautiful, beautiful movie about a girl's coming of age. Um, um, a girl blossoming into her womanhood. It's really, it's an amazing, it's an amazing movie. I wish I had that movie out when Nora was coming into her time because it was such, it's such a great way to look at it. Anyway, why did I bring that up? Oh, the Oscars. So <clears throat> tonight's the Oscars and one of my favorite, favorite movies ever of all time. What do you think it is? West Side Story. West Side Story, no. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. I, who, who all saw that movie? Yes. Who loved that movie? Yes. I loved it. Loved it. And yet some people, who hated that movie? Because <laughs> that's what it does. You know what Oscar Wilde says? Unless you create things that people love and hate, you haven't done your job. Which makes me think I've really done my job in life. <laughs> Truly. So anyway, my favorite is a movie called... The Turning Point. Oh, yes. Y'all remember that movie? Yes. Written by Arthur Lawrence. Funny story there. When I did West Side Story, um, which was after Turning Point, because Turning Point was in 1978, and I did West Side Story in 1980, and Arthur Lawrence, who had been nominated for an Oscar for that, and who wrote the book to West Side Story, were at the opening night, and I had my aunt from Philadelphia, who just doesn't care who anybody is. Her motto is, no one's better than me. And so that's good for her. But I introduced her to Arthur Lawrence, and I was like, Ka, this is Arthur Lawrence. He wrote the book to West Side Story. She goes, it was a book? I was like, no, that means the libretto. But he also wrote Turning Point, and she literally looked at it. She goes, I hated that movie. <laughs> and Arthur was like, nice to meet you, and walked away. Yeah. 
But The Turning Point really is one of my favorite movies. And the reason is because it was nominated for 11 Oscars. Shirley MacLaine in the movie, the whole movie is about following these two women and noticing the point at which, oh, I'm getting very emotional, the point at which their life turned on a pivot. For Shirley MacLaine in the movie, it was getting pregnant marrying the ballet dancer that she was in the company with and going away from the professional world. For Anne Bancroft, it was the moment where she did not get married and went to her career. So these women are meeting, what, 30 years later, and she's the most famous prima ballerina in the world, Anne Bancroft, and Shirley MacLaine teaches dance in a, in a, in a, in a neighborhood. And the reason why the movie's called The Turning Point is because they get to that moment in the movie where they realize the moment that their life turned. So my question to you today is, as Dave said, we've had many turning points, but do you have one that you can really think of? One major one? There are many more than one. Maybe it was when you met Hans, Paula. Hans, Hans made his transition this week on Thursday, I believe. Yep, and Paula was there with him the whole time, and uh, I told her I would announce it today, and so your daughter. Um, That's a turning point. The turning point when Hans and Paula met, the turning point of when they had children, the turning point now for Paula of when, you know, Hans has moved to his next, next great adventure. And just so you know, she, she wrote me saying to let you all know, we will be doing a kick-ass celebration of life here, she said, with musicians and champagne. <laughs> right, Paula? Yes. For me, um, I had a turning point, a big turning point, and it was when I met this man. Because before I met him, I was a mess. I had a great career going. But my personal life was a disaster. I had bodies in the wake of my moving through life. You know, my motto in life was no stone unturned, which made me very adventurous, but not very happy. Then I met this man, the only man, the only person that has ever been able, and only romantic person in my life, that's ever been able to go toe-to-toe with me, and I lose. (laughs) That's who you marry. (laughs) So that was a turning point in my life. Having children was a huge turning point in our lives. How many parents here would say having a child was a huge turning point? Everything changes. Bless you, Genevieve. Everything changes. You don't even realize it. It sounds great, right, Tiffany? It sounds great to have a child, or for us two at once. I'm an overachiever. So to have a child, it sounds great, and then you have it, and you're like, oh, now, now, now what? And I remember the first time that I had the kids at home, because we shared custody with the moms, when the first time they came to my house, and Kevin wasn't there, it was just me, and I picked them up, put them in their car seats, brought them home, and I brought them in, and they just started crawling in opposite directions. And I was like, oh, no, no. And I'm like pulling them back. It was like, I was so ill-prepared. <laughs> Thank God I had cribs. I could just put them in the crib, and then they just looked at me like, Why are we in a crib? (laughs) So that was a huge turning point for me, and my life changed, altered immensely. 
Um, cancer. Cancer was a turning point for me, much like you. When I, was, when I realized that I could be susceptible. You know how you have that thing like, I know this exists and my mom died of cancer, my father died of cancer, but no, not me. I, I'm, none of that is ever going to happen to me. And then it happens and you have to look at it. And that was a turning point for me. It made me ask myself, do I believe this teaching or don't I believe this teaching? Because if I do believe this teaching, as I said to you just now, then cancer, hangnail, same thing. Get over it. Just do what you have to do and move through it. And that was the teaching that saved me. But that was a turning point. Because in that moment, I realized, yes, I was a minister already. But in that moment, I realized this is what I want to do with my life. And therefore, I better have a life to do it with. And then, of course, you know, losing a child. That's an incredible turning point. And I'm still understanding what that's all about. Um, you know, there are parts of that that leave me in a situation, in, in a feeling of that things can go bad in my world. Up to that point, I really didn't believe that. I believed nothing could go bad in my world. Um, was it bad? It was horrifying for me. But was it really bad for Nora? I like to think that, no, she just moved on. She just was done, and she moved on. And I get that. So the teaching once again held me. But it was a turning point in my life. I view things very differently now. I, I, I am very clear now to always see what I'm seeing and know that I may not see you again. So I'm going to make sure I love you right now. I love you up right now. And I make sure I'm always in the position of hugging you, saying goodbye, whatever, wherever we're all going, but knowing it's right now in this present moment. That was a huge turning point in my life. So the thing is, turning points are also things that we hold on to. Negative turning points. Something that happened, and we hold on to that turning point by not letting it go. Because I want to go back to pivot, the art of the pivot. Because the truth is, if I'm pivoting in basketball, waiting to throw out and create my next thing, the pivot that is the noun is attached to something, isn't it? Can't move. It's right where it is. Deep. It solidly holds me. So if I am pivoting as the verb, in order to do it properly, I better be concretely tied to something, holding on to something. So the art of the pivot is the ability to know who you are so solidly, to hold this truth so solidly that nothing can move it. It's immovable. And this is life. And it will just go everywhere and do what it needs to do. But I better always be here holding on to what I know so that I navigate all of my life from an understanding of I am the divine. Do you all get that? So Max Lerner wrote this. The turning point in the process of growing up is when you discover the core of strength within you that survives all hurt. There is something in you that if you're willing to do it, will handle every aspect of life for you. And it's this last one, remembering who you are. 
I invite you not to take a holiday from your true identity. <laughs> How many of you have taken holidays when you just don't feel like being God right now? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> you, you like did that five times. Yes. So yeah. So I'm going to invite you to maybe lessen up on the holidays when it comes to not being your true authentic self. And remember that you really are tied into who you are. You can't not be. Now, you know, we, we talk about God, the absolute is the relative at the level of the relative, meaning you can live God in any way you want. You can live God as a pauper. You can live God as a king. You can live God, you know, as, as, as very um, weak and, uh, you know, dis-ease, or you can live God as vibrant health. You get to choose. There was a quote I used yesterday, which was, oh, whose quote was it? Deepak Chopra. He said, be miserable, be happy, your choice. That's it. Isn't that simple? So simple. Be miserable or be happy. You get to decide. But this never changes. This, this pivot. So, When I wrote this title, The Art of the Pivot, I really, I had to go back and look and go, why did I put The Art of the Pivot? Do I really think that I've had so many pivots in my life that I'm now an artist of pivotry? The answer is yes. (laughs) I do. I thought, I can create an art out of pivoting. I could make it very balletic and really move, just just like Anne Bancroft in Turning Point. But the most important part of this is The pivot that's the noun, the pivot that never changes, the pivot in you that knows who you are, even when you're on holiday and you've decided to, uh, who went to the DMV this week? Was it Bonnie. Bonnie, Bonnie Schneider? Yes. Even if you're at the DMV, you don't have to lose your pivot. (laughs) You don't have to lose your God self. And I think the most important part, don't be afraid to pivot. No one recognizes this? No one recognizes Ross? Pivot! No one knows that episode? Who knows this episode? Oh, my God! I thought this was going to... You were all going to be like, oh, my God, that's my favorite episode. How many people don't have never watched Friends? Oh, so you've all watched Friends. So there's a scene in Friends. You've never seen Friends? Okay, when, when we come to your house for dinner, we're watching an episode. Okay, um, so invite me. So, so, so they're trying to carry a couch up a staircase, and they made an entire... Do you remember that episode? And they made the entire episode about carrying this couch up into Ross's new apartment. And he is screaming at them all to pivot, to pivot the couch. And all he keeps saying is, pivot, pivot, until finally Chandra goes, shut up, shut up, shut up. And it was on the other night. One of my favorite episodes. And the thing is, you can't pivot if you've wedged yourself into a corner and can't move. And many of us have done that with the way we think. We think ourselves into an unpivotable corner. And we still try to move that freaking couch up the staircase. So Today, as you go through your day, as you go through your week, as you continue your month of, um, of ch- change, choice, change, now you got me doing it, of choice, I really want to want you to pay some attention to turning points in your life. Bless you. What are, 
Where were the turning points? And I want you to pick them out for this reason. I want you to go back and look at them and say, what did I pick up from that turning point? What did I pick up? Because it's very possible that some of you picked up some things from a turning point that are not serving you well, but they're still there. You're still holding on to them. You're holding on to that pivot and you will be like Ross. This couch is coming up here no matter what. When frankly, what they had to do was, I think at the end of the episode, they bring the whole couch down and didn't they chop it into pieces and carry it up or something? (laughs) Let's not go there. So I really want you to pay attention. Just ask yourself, where are my turning points and what did I take from it? What am I still taking from it? Because I've gone back and looked at some of the turning points and some of the things that I've held onto because of those turning points were not helping me. And I needed to take some time and get rid of them. So Steve Jobs said this, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So my gift to you today, my, my knowing for you today is that you are so clear where you are and grounded. You are so certain of who you are that nothing can throw you off your natural pivot, but that you will hold it lightly and turn around constantly, constantly pivot to the new, something different, something amazing. And really, if you think it's crazy, it's probably the exact thing you should be doing because we need to stop being so comfortable and really being willing to be disrupted a little bit in our lives. Because from disruption, and this was one of his quotes that I didn't use today, but from from disruption comes clarity. If you're willing to move through it and stay wide awake and always, always, always be willing to pivot when necessary. Not just when you're on a labyrinth and someone tells you to pivot, but I guarantee you, when you hear in your head pivot, or like Ross, pivot! If you hear in your head, turn around, it's the universe telling you, turn it around. Turn around and look. There's something else to be seen. And it's not that it's behind you, because we are in a unified field of oneness. Be willing to look. Be willing to notice. Be willing to feel what is yours to feel when it comes to pivoting, when it comes to the turning point in your life. Because you know what? You're at a turning point. Whether you know it or not, you are at a turning point right now. Even if you think everything's set, I'm all set. I got it exactly where I want. I'm all good. No, the universe is turning, 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 changing, evolving, growing. And so are you. Stay concretized and keep that right foot ready to pivot and turn anytime you need to, because you are the very nature of the universe. And as such, you are here to continue to change over and over and over again. So what do you think? You ready to do that? Yes. You ready to look at your turning points and see what you, what's, what's come out of it and what works and what doesn't? You ready to make choices? Maybe bolder choices? Yes. Who's, who's not? And so it is. Thank you, 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.